The Alabama Stakes Day Bankroll Builder and Naira Fan Scored edition of the Notorious OTV on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by our Patreon. Score exclusive perks, content, and contests, including our NFL win totals. It's a contest with a $1,000 prize. Join today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. We're also brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app to get last-minute tickets at the lowest price guaranteed. Use promo code SGPN for $20 off. Welcome, everybody, to the Notorious OTV, brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. And as always, it's all good, baby, baby. Uh, it was all a dream. We used to read Blood Horse Magazine. I've got my Cuban link on. Yes, Cuban B. I'm your host, Chase Sessoms, the Wolf of Oakland. And I've got joining me today. Uh, every time he's here, it feels like he's been gone too long. Uh, and it's good that he's here. Uh, because I feel like he's a calmer head, and I've got some shit to say, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. The sniper, Mr. Barry Spears. Barry, welcome back, as always. How you doing, man? Hey, man. Thanks for having me back on. Doing very, very well, although the last couple of weeks, and I know this is Florida, but it has been the hottest it's ever been since I've been in this state for the last insane. two weeks. Yeah. Yeah, it's been, uh, it actually cooled off here the last couple of days, but uh, before that, it was like unbearably jungle hot. We took the kids to Chicago for like a little vacation, go to the museums and stuff. It yeah, was beautiful. Cool. It was like 85 degrees like 60 degrees in the morning. I could oh, perfect. Yeah. I booty sweat is a real, very real thing. And I could walk in a pair of jeans without, you know, feeling like I was wearing a dish rag. So that's a win <laughs> in my book. W dry butt and some, and some deep dish pizza. I'm in. Um, so me and Barry have a, a big card at Saratoga to, to uh, talk about, but first uh, look, look at us timely reaction on things. Uh, I got to get some some reactions. I will get my reactions uh, to a very controversial DQ in today. That's today, Thursday. Uh, the Rick Violet Stakes. Uh, we had a uh, a DQ when they pulled up, pulled down Go Big Blue with Jose Lescano aboard to put up uh, Irad Ortiz on Rambling <laughs> for the win. Um. If you thought I wasn't going to talk about this, you completely just don't understand how long I hold grudges. And uh, I'll tell you what, I, I've tap danced around this for a little while. I fucking hate Irad Ortiz. So let's get that out of the way. And let's also get out of the way the fact that I was on Go go Big Blue. Okay? Like, let's, okay. Well, Cards so are on the know, table right We now. know, we know what's going to happen now. <laughs> so I, if you don't know what happened, uh, basically, Lascano got pulled down for uh doing what irad does on the daily i gotta get your opinion of the dq what you thought of the happenings in the feature today um it's a dq however with the context of what we see from irad on a daily basis to let that be a DQ and not the ones that he has is not 
what should be going on. It's not ideal because it was, you know, clearly it's a foul, but they, they need to be consistent with everybody in every race, you know, it, it seems like Delmar and Saratoga kind of like take turns each summer for having the most egregious stewards decisions. Mm. But I feel like uh, Naira's having like a Hall of Fame. Worse. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely worse this year. So this is the question that it leads me to ask. There are obviously some glaring issues at Naira right now. Um, we had the issue with Maple Leaf Mel with uh, Ever Summer. Uh, a lot of horses. I mean, it seems to be happening all over the place, but. Whenever you are the meat that's running, you're the focus. Hmm. Um, you also have this issue of the inconsistency of the stewards. And what I'll call at this point, just a confirmed preferential treatment for, for Naira stars. Do you think that this is something that will have a long-term impact on field sizes and the health of New York racing? Um, Not so much the field sizes, but definitely the health because people horse players are getting turned off by the bad decisions and the inconsistency with those decisions and they just don't want to risk their their dollars there to have something like this happen um and it it happens fairly often and and that that's problematic especially down the road i don't think the the horsemen and the jockeys and everybody else really take too too much stock in of course they'll be pissed if they get taken down but um it seems like the players that are involved in these things are the same ones over and over that's so that's my thing like so for me i actually i say yes because i think if i'm an owner or a trainer i honestly almost say what's the point i can run my very best race and either i get crashed into by this jag off and nothing happens to him (laughs) Or I ride with a matching level of aggression and recklessness and I still don't get the W. Um, it's between this and between turf stakes where you have 50% Chad Brown entries. <laughs> Listen, I, I don't throw this word around often, but it, it feels fraudish. It feels fraudish a little bit. Like they feel like I'm being defrauded in some way. Well, I guess the X factor in that whole equation is the purse money. And and the purse money is what just way too good for the horseman to, to pass up in spite of those things that are occurring. Yeah. You know, you got a maiden race that's 136,000. You're not getting that anywhere else. So right. th- that's, that's the major thing that, that keeps them coming. Basically <laughs> that, that, right. that's it. That's the hook. I Barry, I made a, a decision that I uh, stuck with uh, for roughly 30 minutes. After that race, I was like, I'm never, never, not another cent at Saratoga. And then I fired a, a win bet on Irad and then uh, hit the exacta and trifecta in the finale with lock and key. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I have a, I have a, what they call a, a I'm not going to air quote it, um, a problem. So it makes sense. Um, Short memory. Right. That's the problem. Yeah, I see. This is I, I'll say it a lot. This is my gripe with Irad. One, uh, I think he's a pussy um, because, for one, the objection for he strikes me as someone who can dish it out but not take it. And two, anytime you p- punch a man sitting in a plastic lawn chair, like who didn't get a chance to like stand up and steal up and you know put them put them hands up, like that's that's a sucker punch. That's a that's a pussy move. All right, I'm leaving it there. I'm leaving it there. 
One more thing. It takes. <laughs> we have to send Irad across the pond for someone to discipline him. It took like two races at Ascot for them to be like, mm, no. <laughs> yeah, that was bizarre. Oh, and then he, he just touched down. He landed and then flew back. He had an he had an egregious, egregiously bad ascot last year. I thought the gates were going to break like, break open, and he was just going to be sitting backwards on the horse in one of those races. Like it was, yeah. it was bad. That's what he did the year before. <laughs> oh, we are going to be talking about the Alabama Stakes Car, but before we do, I got to talk about GameTime.co, not .com, not .com, not .com. It's not the same. It's .co. I went vanilla ice behind the music, if you don't remember. But what GameTime.co has to do with, I'm going to relate it to music. If you're a Swifty, you know how hard it can be to get tickets to things. Well, it's just as hard for sports sports fans. It's stressful. doesn't have to be, though. With GameTime.co, it's a fast and easy way to buy tickets for all sports. Hell, even music, comedy. And if you want to go to the theater, if you're that highfalutin, we can do that, too. Listen, with GameTime.co, you'll get awesome things like images of seats. You'll know that you're not sitting behind a post or something. Have you ever had those bad seats in places? I have, because I don't do my research on GameTime.co, but I'm gonna. So, check out GameTime.co. Snag the tickets without the stress with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code SGPN for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code SGPN for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Barry and I have some guarantees. And it has to do with this Alabama card on Saturday. Listen, if you followed me on Twitter, get ready for a lot of Forrest Gump tweets uh, with the word Alabama in it. So this Saturday. August 19th, 2023. First post is going to be 110 Eastern, 1210 God's Time. You got two graded stakes. You got the Lake Placid and you've got the big one, the Alabama. Barry and I are going to attack this in bankroll builder Wednesday fashion. That's right. BBW on a Thursday. They're good any time of the week. It's a $100 budget, any race, any wager type. We're taking you through how we think we can make money with the card. Barry, did you have a strategy for the entire card when you're looking through, or are you able to just kind of cherry pick some spots that you really liked? You are muted. There I he is. I do have a plan for the entire day. Um, but there's good races throughout the whole card. I, I kind of singled in on the latter part of it. Yeah. Um, but we got one early. You got a double early. So I, I think this is a definitely a good card and one everybody should get involved with because I don't think there's going to be a lot of chalk. Maybe later on in the card, like the last couple races. But other than that, I think uh, you'll have some opportunities to make some money. So for me, uh, I decided mostly for the sake of the show uh, and also probably for the sake of my sanity that I wasn't going to touch any of the t- is knowing that they've got a bunch of rain in the forecast. They've been pulling races off of turf slash changing turf courses all week. And I think if they get another significant rain, you'll only see the Lake Placid on turf. And I don't want to mess with that because it's a 50% Chad race. He's got four entries in a eight horse field. Uh, I call them shenanigans now instead of shenanigans. Um, 
And so I decided to keep it strictly to the dirt. And uh, the only thing that I avoided on the dirt uh, was the one mile races from the Wilton shoot, because um, I feel um, when I play races on the Wilton shoot, like I've been just screwed thousands of times and just after its namesake, Wilt Chamberlain style, you know, like he's, he betted me. He betted me a lot. Yeah. I've just been pounded by the Wilton shoot. That is banana land in the province of coconut burger state. It is crazy. I don't like that, that. So I stuck with, uh, stuck with what I know. I went, uh, did not chase waterfalls. Um, yeah, that, that is it. Also quick sidebar. Um, Naira, clean this shit up. You either need to couple all these horses, like in the Lake Placid, or you need some sort of rule that says you're limited to a, a certain percentage of runners comprising the field. Half the field belonging to one trainer is kind of fucking absurd. All right. Let's go ahead. Let's attack this card. Uh, I went right at it in race one. It's a six oh! Yeah. Yeah, really? it's rare. Yeah. Maiden race. Listen, I'm down, man. Uh, $136,500. Maiden special weight for two-year-olds. Have you noticed they rounded up to 137 on the PPs? Yes, I have noticed that. <laughs> why Why even tack on the 500 at that point? Um, the, I'm going to keep it pretty clean and snap off just a win bet here. Uh, I like the five, World Fair at 10 to 1. It's a Ron Moquet entry that had uh, trouble leaving the gate last time. Gets the blinks on for this start. Uh, if you know anything about me and my dirty little pig boy antics little pig boy <laughs> that's the thing i'm always looking for a, a horse that could be a need the lead type that packed it in when it didn't get the lead in the first start and had the trouble at the gate gets the equipment changed that's a key part of what i'm looking for in those horses so i am a ten dollar win bet on the five world fair you know what's funny about that horse um the the workout after that race is fantastic yeah so you know that usually to me shows that the horse learned something from that first start even as bad as it was um you know just being out there has to count for something and i think this horse is definitely going to improve oh yeah it, it has the uh the ass man power move uh the <laughs> the the really snappy force uh four furlong work at 47 and one fifth and then there's a slow five furlong leg stretcher so i think this one is ready to run hopefully the odds stay uh so the ten dollar win for me there barry's first play uh he's he's not waiting very long either uh no. he, you got a double for us starting in race two that's right um you know i i thought race two um, which is a, a mile and the 16th main special weight uh, on the turf for two-year-olds. Um, I thought these kind of races are always a little wide open. You'll get horses from big outfits that take a lot of money, and you're not going to see anything different here. The six Wally World is a horse uh, from Chad Brown that is definitely going to take a lot of action. They paid 220000 for this horse. He's, you know, obviously unveiled on the turf and he's going to take money, which is fine because I don't like that. Um, I zeroed in on three horses in this race. The four, Buffoon, funny enough, <laughs> uh, Mike Baker horse. Yeah, go ahead. With a very, uh, Buffoon comes out of a very dignified sounding name too, Lope de Vega. Like yeah. how, how, how do you get Buffoon from there? 
That that was all. That was it. Please continue. <laughs> this this one is akin uh, to a horse named La Avocado, Avocado, and that's A V V O C A T O. Uh, horse ran in France, just missed three times on the turf in the, in in the career. Uh, definitely a, a, has turf breeding. Might get overlooked because the connections might make her. And then Ruben Silvera is named to ride this horse. So I don't think this horse is going to take that much action. Probably rates a better chance in the morning line. Um, so we're going to use that one. We're also going to use Skylar's Artemis. Um, this horse is out of Flame Away, who, who's, you know, kind of jumped out of the gate and was pretty good sire. Uh, has some turf pedigree on the, on the dam side. Uh, who's, she's a Tappet mare. Um, but I think this one might have a shot to be pretty decent. John Terranova does okay with these types, um, gets Johnny V. So we're going to go with that one at, at 12 to 1 on the morning line. And then I'm going to take the 10, get ready to rock, who's uh, full sibling, more than glory, just missed first time on the turf. Uh, this one has a couple of turf works at Saratoga, been up there for a while. So I, I think that one might be... Uh, okay here too so we're gonna go four seven and ten in race two then we're gonna connect that to the third race five um, and a half furlong on the turf 149 and a half thousand dollars non-winners <laughs> of one allowance i i felt bad because i didn't set up the last race for you it's like i invited you over to my house so i didn't offer you a beverage or a seat <laughs> or anything so i had to get in there uh who are you connecting to in race three I'm gonna go with the uh, coupled entry of my sweet affair and Miss Domina. Um, Miss, they're both actually coming back quick turnarounds. Funny enough, um, Miss Domina, she ran on August sixth, and my sweet affair was the twelfth. So the five days, or actually, was that six days, seven days, yes. um, a week for my sweet affair, who was caught out wide, didn't. Didn't really get a chance to run. And this horse draws better, gets the two hole this time. I think that one, you know, that, that entry is going to be ultra tough. Uh, Miss Dominic, even though she's coming out of a race that was a lot lesser, I think she needed that race to kind of get back on track. She, she kind of fits here too. So we're going to take them, um, that entry for the second leg, $10 doubles, four, seven, 10 with one in the third. And then we're going to go ahead to the window after the third race. There, yeah, that's how it works. Uh, Barry uh, snapping off $30 here. I'm in for 10 uh, By the way, if I ever mean a, a broodmare, uh, first Philly would be Miss Demina Elliott, obviously. <laughs> oh, I'm going to tell you about something else that's obvious, and that's that you should sign up for the Sports Gambling Podcast Patreon. I'm going to be completely honest with you folks. I don't really know what Patreon means. I know what a patron is. I know what patronage is. Don't know what a Patreon is. I think it's just Greek patron. I don't know. Either way, sign up for the Patreon to get access to exclusive contests, including the NFL win totals contest with a $1,000 first place prize. Besides season-long contests, they also have weekly contests just for the Patreon. The Patreons. Feels weird to say. Plus, a monthly SGP Stories podcast. Completely ad-free and full of behind-the-scenes stories from SGPN. About all sorts of stuff. A real howler about how I stabbed (laughs) a hobo once just to see how it felt. There's even a Discord channel just for patrons. Okay, all right. So 
interchangeable. Only you can prevent corporate gambling. Do your part and sign up today. Sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. All right. Barry and I are both one play in. He stretched over two races. I was in one race, and I'm going back to a single race again. And it is going to be race four. Okay. Six. I found that I've just got a a knack for uh, cheap claiming races. And so I'm I'm sticking uh, to what I know here. It's six furlongs, $16,000. Here's the deal. I think that this main track is going to play just like it did on Wednesday. It was drying out from the rain on Tuesday, meaning on the main, I expect it to be a conveyor belt. (laughs) That's the case that I'm absolutely interested in win betting. Number one, Ensign Parker at six to one. The tactics were decided for him when he, when they drew posts, the horse will absolutely be sending. It looks plenty fit, and the work pattern certainly looks like this race was the target. Uh, you know, handle is positive ROI, albeit a very slim one. Uh, I think it's like seven cents and six cents uh, with claimers and with winners last out. Uh, even a slight regression in speed figures from last out from the 96 Briss Bris figure still has this horse as one of, one of, if not the fastest horses in the race. Um, I'm also going to play an exacta here utilizing the other speed I find worthy, which is ragtime blues, because if the track is playing, like I think it will, then you'll see this a lot. The top two will just peel off from the field and that will be the exacta. I'm going to part wheel this with ragtime and instant Parker on top. And then I'm going to put them both in second and wheel number six in sky. We trust who will stay close enough to the early pace to keep the race from getting too far away. Uh, Cause I don't think that you're going to be able to make up very much ground in the stretch. Uh, and you know, could nip one of these tiring speeds. Uh, so that would be a one, five, one, five, six exacta. My plays for this race. I'm in for 20 here. Oh, $20 win bet on instant Parker. And then I'm throwing another 20 with a $5 exacta one, five, with one five six i've been playing little little, this is a little kick for me lately it's like i'm changing things up i've been playing less keyed and more like part wheel exactas which is a coward move but i'm still doing it so bold move with the uh the part shipper i love part shipper shipping to to naira because you always get prices and something about those horses they just run their eyeballs out i take from that what you (laughs) what you will (laughs) all right barry i feel like we need a it's been very serious i've been very critical of some people i i think we need a little interlude here to kind of chill out scrambling gambling i must rock with mandolins and violins we just sitting here trying to win trying not to sin high off weed and lots of gin i will be high off weed and lots of gin later uh trying to forget the rick violet stakes uh but we're looking forward and barry's looking forward to his second play in race six yeah this oh, one is wait, wait, wait. Let me set it up. I almost forgot again. Where <laughs> are my manners? Eight and a half furlongs, forty thousand dollar New York bred maiden claimer on the melon turf as of now. So this race is uh kind of wide open. Um I I had I have the feeling that the horses that are going to get bet are not very good, including the Chad Brown horse number nine leadership ability. Um, had a spin around it, uh, at, uh, Backwaduct back in, uh, September, 2022 Belmont face with an aqueduct booty. There you go. <laughs> um, and that was getting Lasix for the first time, but I didn't really think that that 
race was all that strong. Not sure where the horse has been for all these months, um, almost a year. Don't know. I, I can't have any confidence in that horse probably at a short price. I, I think that horse would probably be around two to one. Um, the rest of them that, that have run, not so much. So I went with the lone first-time starter, number six, Samaritan's Purse. That is the win bet. Now, this damn uh, animal appeal, Le Roi de Sanamo, Speedy on the turf. There's another sibling in that family, Speedy on the turf. And I think if this horse, you know, getting Luis Saez will be forwardly placed. And I think that's going to be the place to be in this race because the rest of these horses don't look very good at all. They've all, you know, run a few times and, and really nothing to grab onto. Although the four horse uh, Dream Road has shown speed, but I just think that that horse is overmatched in here. It wouldn't surprise me, and that's why I'm betting this horse. If Samaritan's purse goes wire to wire, we're gonna twenty dollars on the nose. You you know why I, I I love having you on, and there's two things that I respect uh, about <laughs> you. Um, one, we got different styles when it comes to maidens. You do very good pedigree research. I look for the horse um, that looks like it just did a dizzy bat contest out of the gate last time. And then they put uh, some cloth on its head and eyes and shit. <laughs> and two, I love what you're doing here. Going with the new shooter. You know why? This is the only horse that we can say definitively. We don't no know knocks. that it sucks. We right. don't know that it sucks yet. No knocks on this horse. Well, you know, and the other thing to, to keep in mind is this is a claiming race. This is a, a maiden claimer, 40,000. Uh, you don't really see too many Chad Browns in a race like this. So just that move alone gives me pause for cause with, with the favorite here. And, and you know, lead and, and the post position, there's a lot of things not to like. Um, and, and that's why we're going to bet against that one. You know, I know I, I love Naira for the fact that I can scroll through the PPs, read the names. And I know if I read a name that sounds like Jack Donaghy talking about business, <laughs> And 30 Rock is 100% owned by Clarevic and is 100% trained by Chad Brown, unless it's been dumped like this horse is being dumped right now. Barry, he got all bold on me here. He went back to back. He's starting a pick three in race seven. I'm going to set up all three races for you right now. Race seven, the eight and a half furlong, Lake Placid Stakes. It's a grade two, $200,000. It is on the inner turn. Then I'll be moving to race eight. Uh oh. The man who scored 100 points in a game in the Wilton shoot got a mile race on the dirt, uh, $80,000. Uh, non winners of three somethings, uh, optional claimer. And then race nine, the Alabama grade one, $600,000, 10 furlong. We all know about the Alabama. How are we navigating this stretch? Yeah, this is this is a good sequence. I, I, I really feel good about this, uh, this play. Um, so in race seven, uh, the grade two, we're going to take two horses out of this race. Um, and we're, we're doing shenanigans. We're going with number two, a spray. This horse is very well meant. Um, I saw this horse run at Tampa when I was doing work there. Um, in the spring, that, that race 
at Tampa springboarded that horse into a, a win at, in the hilltop at Pimlico. And then the horse went to the Belmont Oaks and was a little bit overmatched. I think that horse needed that experience. Kind of, this is sort of a drop down um, into a stakes race. And I think a spray kind of stands out a little bit here. And then I'm going to go with Juniper Marshmallow, who's 12 to 1 on the morning line. Um, been off since last December for the Pletcher Barn. This two for two. But it looks like, and, and I have this feeling that uh, we're going to take advantage or basically Juniper Marshmallow is going to take advantage to a hot pace. And I think that's why uh, Todd Pletcher has two in here with Soviet excess who's going to force the issue to have Juniper Marshmallow come running late. And I think that also will help Esprit who's getting his own little help from uh, some horses on the outside stable mates prerequisite being one of them so you know I, I think the pace is going to be really hot and i think these horses these two one of the two will win you know and, and kind of take advantage of that hot pace so that leads us to race eight your your nemesis yes the wilton shoot um and wilton i thought shoot we... me in the face yes, sir <laughs> i hate these races <laughs> See, I don't really mind them, um, especially this race, because I think the three-horse gerrymander is an absolute standout. Um, just towers over the field. The only grade two winner in the field, his class, her class will prevail. I, I, I think this horse gets to run the race, can be on the lead, can sit right up off the lead. I don't really see too many horses in this race that can run with, with her. Um, even the seven nostalgic, who I think will probably be overbet based on the last race where where uh, she beat Gerrymander, I still think Gerrymander is a better horse all the way around and will get it done. Um, just just a classier animal than everybody else in that field. Then we're going to go to race number nine, and we got three horses in this race. We're going to go one Sacred Wish, who will have kind of I think the run of the race. Um, I think the post position forces this one to get position early. Not that they wouldn't want to do that anyway, but this one puts it in the right spot early. Um, we're going to go against the big favorite, Wet Paint. Julia Shining's a fraud. She needs to be ridden wide and outside, and that's not the thing. I don't, I, I don't think she's she wants to go a mile and a quarter anyway. So that leaves us with the two outside horses taxed who has run well against wet paint and just hasn't beaten her yet. And I say yet. And then the same thing with defining purpose and they're both good prices, eight to one and 10 to one on the line. So we're going to go with one, nine and 10 to round it out. So that's a $5 pick three, pick three, the two and the five with three with one, nine, 10 for $30. So I have two things to add about your pick three. Uh, first of all, in race eight, uh, I think the fact that Clarevic named, uh, this one gerrymander, which is a political term, is a mm. apropos statement about the undue uh, influence of uh, corporate money in politics. Um, and then with race nine, the Alabama, that's where my next play comes from. And I got to say, you're taking what bank? No, sir. Good man. I love tax. No look at us. Hey, look at us. Look at us. Huh? Who would have thought? Not me. Barry, put on your tinfoil hat. 
I smell shenanigans. Not only that, I smell some repole foolery here. <laughs> okay. Both Chad and Rapoli with Pletcher got two in, and I think that one half of each of these pairs are rabbits to set up the other horses. Mm. If you don't think of uh, Chocolate Gelato as a rabbit, it looks like you have low and early speed with Randomizer, but I think this turns into a speedy pace because Chocolate Gelato goes to set up the stablemate Fireline. You have a bunch of horses that want to be very close and pressing, this turns into a very fast, very anxious early pack, I think. Now, I don't, I think a horse from off the pace wins, but I don't want wet paint, uh, who's going to be coming from entirely too far back. I want a horse that's, you know, from in between that second wave, the first run at the early speed horses and the deep closers. And it lands me on taxed and a wind bet. Because I think the tax is going to be sitting alone in a garden spot about two to three back is going to be making the middle move and going to be up and competitive at the top of the stretch where you need to be in these races. Look, you already said it won the black eyed Susan, which I'd like to mention is at nine furlongs and is a lot longer than a lot of these other horses have won at. I think you see a similar, a similarly. Okay. I can't say that word. Apparently uh, I think you see a pace. It's looks a lot like the pace in the black eyed Susan. Um, yeah. Coming off of two sharp four furlong works with the you know consistent dual you know forty seven and four fifth works, Bejarano makes the trip from Ellis Park specifically for this race. I think the horse sits in that garden spot and it's it's ready to go. You know, brush the gate last out in uh, the Indiana Oaks. I don't think that people are going to consider that and they just see a drop off when it's actually been before that a very consistent climb up. Um, I think the horse works on figs when you throw out these trouble trips i i think uh that this horse is ready to fire and i've seen a lot of people say toss it i don't believe that no we're not tossing out so i am a a 30 dollar win bet on tax and i'd be willing to bet i get at least 10 to 1 on this horse um see i was thinking the opposite i i think this horse is going to get bet a little bit I, um, I can see a bunch of places where the money goes. Flows, yeah, but I, I, mean, I also am often you know, wrong, so. <laughs> Aren't we all? Um, yeah, wet paint is going to take a lot of action, but like you said, you know, she's going to have to come from way downtown to, to, to win it. Not that she couldn't if the pace is hot enough, and even if it's not, she still is going to come running. Um, I'm just putting my you know, Laurel's on the fact that text and defining purpose and sacred wish are going to have the jump on it. I also did a $1 trifecta here because I have two overlays that I really like. Uh, I'm going to lean into the shenanigans and I'm going to use the other Chad. (laughs) Here's the deal. One, um, I got to do a, a video with uh, Ed DeRosa earlier, and I said the exact same thing, which is I've seen this movie before. I've seen what happens when you have other chads with floaty odds. They they get up and win. Also, if a horse can win from that second run pack that I talked about that I liked uh, tax sitting behind. It's the horse that's got a, a teammate rabbit that it's probably been chasing around a track and timing running into for you know, however long, however long that dastardly bastard has been planning this. And so I think that 
that's a, a little bit of an advantage, a little bit of comfort there. And I, I think that it's worth taking a shot and putting Fireline on top with my other overlay in a part wheel trifecta. Now, you toss Julia Shining, but I feel like that's just a, a kind of dinker grinder that I could easily see sneaking into second if uh, Taxed and, and uh, Fireline don't go one, two. And then in third, I'm just going to throw shit at the wall except for a couple of horses that I dropped out so I could make this a $10 for 50 cent and then double it, make it a 20. So the math works for this show. And I'm going to use uh, the one, two, three, five, eight, nine, 10 and third. So five, nine with three, five, nine with one, two, three, five, eight, nine, 10 at the $1 base. If that hits and I'm able to beat uh wet paint, uh, either into third or completely out of the trifecta, I will send you a postcard from my newly purchased sex Island is what I have to say. Okay. It'll all be above board. The sex Island, like their IDs will be checked at the, at the dock. Like it's, you're not getting (laughs) off the boat. That's what I figured. That's what I figured. You're not getting off the boat without two forms of ID to be fair. Um, So yeah, that's it for me. Uh, I'm in for my 100 uh, between the wind bet and the first, uh, the win in the exacta in the fourth and the wind bet and trifecta in the Alabama. Uh, Barry, not done yet though. He's still got the big bucks to spend. You got a double for us. A whole $20. Um, 20 is a powerful tool when it comes to daily doubles, sir. It definitely is. And and I'm, I'm going with a $10 double. Although I, I, I almost went with the Colt deck, but I chickened out. So, um, in race 10, the $62,500, not winners of two somethings going a mile on the inner turf and real quick for you, 11, five and a half furlongs, $40,000 New York maiden, uh, claiming on the melon turf, uh, bold man, you're, you're playing both of the $40,000 New York bread maiden claimers. I like your style. Yeah. I mean, you know, I always talk about hero bets and sometimes this is it, but I don't, I don't think this one is actually going to be reinventing the wheel at all because uh, as much as I preach and talk about being in the no chalk zone, we're going to chalk this one. Okay. Um, verbal in race 10 to me is an absolute standout and is the best horse on the card as far as a win proposition. Now, this horse is five to two morning line. I sincerely hope we get somewhere near that price, but I doubt it. I, I like this one a lot um, as a chalk, as a favorite. And I, I don't say that a lot because um, I'm usually trying to beat them, but I, I couldn't beat that horse. And same thing kind of goes with race 11. Um, those horses, it, it, they're not very good, um, unfortunately. But we're not going to go with the absolute chalk, which is the uh, 10 Henson out of the Brad Cox barn. That one doesn't have much turf pedigree. And there's always that chance, obviously, that this race comes off. Uh, but still, I, I, I'm still not enamored with that horse, and that one's going to get bet. I, I thought, really, it was a three-horse race. The 10, the 5, and the 8. So we take out the 10, and we're going to use the 5 and the 8 in the double. Uh, Kern River um, really doesn't have much turf pedigree either. But I, I found it interesting that Mike Maker claimed this horse and then goes right back to the well on the turf. Um, and then the five, o- Okaloosa, uh, damn one first time out. 
um, should be precocious, has some, some turf in there. Um, the dam was pretty turfy herself. And I'm going to give that one a shot. Uh, everybody else you can completely toss because one of those three horses, the 10, five or eight is going to win. We're just going to get rid of the chalk. I, I think I love these kind of uh, races for a jockey like Ricardo Santana Jr., who I think does his very best when it's no thinky, just Cindy. Just go. Uh, just go. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. a, I don't think he could think his way out of a wet paper bag in some and, you know, in some trips like I, I he's not the, the the tactical thinker that I would want, but he can get a horse up into a drive in a hurry. And don't let me take anything away from Ricardo. Ricardo is a very talented jockey. And uh, he doesn't get a lot of get a lot of respect. He hadn't gotten a lot of great mounts, but I think he's doing a lot with what he has. He had a great win today. Um, well, you know the thing about him is, um, you know what his strengths are, and his strength is is speed riding. So, you know that's why you'll see him win a lot of five and a half furlong races on the turf. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. So it, that's he, the, the, this is perfect. I, I mean, this is another one where where everybody else looks bad. And this is the only horse. I mean, there's another first-time starter in here. There's a couple. Or, no, one other one. Um, and that one doesn't look worth a damn at all. So, and the yeah. one, I mean, the two, Onofrio, looks horrible. So, we're not going to go there either. We need to see if we can get Ricardo and, and Asmussen on, like, I don't know, like Dr. Phil or something to see if they can patch up. They have, yeah, know. man. I, I like that combo. They were winning a lot of races, especially he, at, uh, Churchill. They were doing uh, dude, they, they couldn't be stopped at Oakwan for what yeah. what felt like uh, half of my handicapping life, essentially, uh, before before Diodoro and uh, Cohen uh, with Mike Sisk's horse, who has dropped out of horse racing just to breed rhinoceri, apparently. Did you know that Mike Mike Sisk no, has done horses? He sold all his horses. He has a couple of African black rhinos, and he... He's populating the earth, huh? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's okay. That's strange. Hey man, whatever makes you happy, bro. Uh, you there's have a guy. You. There, there's a guy uh, that trains horses. Oh man, I forget his name. He trains at Mountaineer, but he got in a lot of trouble for abusing animals at a at like a zoo. Oh, I mean, if an orangutan looks at you like that, you yeah, have rip to your punch face in the face. Yeah, you rip your face off. Yeah, you were him. Yeah, I. <laughs> Every time I think of uh, getting in an altercation with a with a ape of some sort, I think of the uh, girl from Nope. Um, <laughs> nope. They, they and that's really happened before. They let's public service announcement: apes will really tear your face off. Didn't that um, happen to some lady in Connecticut a few years ago? Like like yeah. ten years ago, I, I think her friend had a chimp, and it ripped her hands off and and like ripped her face off. Yeah, what? How do you rip hands off? That is crazy. You gotta that's be like, strong, dude. That's like me standing over uh, a Costco uh, rotisserie chicken and just like, you know, tearing that tearing that leg off. And what I call the chicken sarcophagus, not you know the the plastic <laughs> container with a clear top. Um, <laughs> I am gonna stop waxing poetic about uh, Egyptian references for chicken containers. That's it. We're we're in. For our hundred dollars, uh, I'm gonna hit my plays real quick, and I'm gonna let Barry sum up his. Uh, my first was in race one. We're going with a ten dollar win on the five World Fair. Next up, race four, I had a twenty dollar win on the one Instant Parker, and then a five dollar exacta, the one five with one five six. I fi- finished it up in 
the crazy Alabama full of shenanigans and repole foolery with a $30 win bet on taxed and a $1 trifecta five, nine with three, five, nine with one, two, three, five, eight, nine, 10 Barry. Boom. So race two, we got a $10 double four buffoon seven Skyler's Artemis and 10 get ready to rock connected to the one my sweet affair and miss domina in the third race then race six we got a 20 dollars win bet on number six uh forget your name but we're getting it um samaritan's purse 20 dollars win bet in the sixth sixth race number six samaritan's purse i'm not gonna forget that um especially if it wins the seventh race, we're going to start at pick three, $5 pick three. We're going to start it with number two, a spray, and number five, Juniper's Marshmallow. Uh, connect that one to number three, Gerrymander, in race eight. And connect that one to the Lake Placid Runners, number one, Sacred Wish, number nine, Taxed, who... Mr. Chase loves and defining purpose the 10 and then the late double races 10 and 11 and race 10. We're going with the standout, the horse I like the most verbal with number five. Okaloosa with Ricardo Santana and number eight Kern River with Manny Franco to round out $10 double. There we go. That's it. And the bailout. That's the bailout. So we're gonna we're gonna hit that and head home. There we go. The get out bet. He was nice enough to do that for you. I I I petered out in race nine. Um, Barry, what do you what do you got going on this week? Nothing. Oh, we're gonna take in the races and win some races. That's about it. There we go. Cheerleading from the sideline. I'm gonna plug the Going in Circles podcast uh, because you know what? The other day I was looking. I I uh, I'm not gonna say that uh, I was. Uh, doing an exercise of vanity, but I was looking at uh, horse racing. I Google horse racing podcast ratings to see, you know, like if I could get like right, a top see list. Stack. Yeah, see how you yeah. stack up. Yeah, I going in circles is up there on some really? list. Yeah, to which uh, to my listeners, I say, what the fuck, guys? <laughs> I listen Come to on. you, and I, I listen to you all the time. Yeah, every time. No, yeah, I'm I'm sure you. Yeah, yeah, no, it's not it's not you. I'm not talking okay. to you. When I say okay. this, I'm not uh, talking to you. It's not you. Uh, you, you're probably what, uh, kept me, uh, on the front. I'm like the top 25 <laughs> others receiving votes. Um, <laughs> guys, that is going to do it for us here at the notorious OTB topic tomorrow up in the air with the rain. I was talking, thinking about playing the late pick five at Saratoga. We might take a look at Del Mar. Uh, I've been rubbed wrong. I have been rubbed wrong at, uh, at Saratoga. A man so. scorned. A man scorned. Uh, so I'm going to be in my feelings tomorrow, probably. That's going to do it for us here at the Notorious OTB. Barry, thanks again, and we will catch you tomorrow.